The following audio is from Grace City Church in San Diego, California. More information about Grace City Church is available at gracecitysd.com. Now the whole earth had one language and the same words. And as people migrated from the east, they found a plain in the land of Shinar and settled there. And they said to one another, Come, let us make bricks and burn them thoroughly. They had brick for stone and bitumen for mortar. Then they said, Come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower with its top in the heavens, and let us make a name for ourselves, lest we be dispersed over the face of the whole earth. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower, which the children of man had built. And the Lord said, Behold, they are one people, and they have all one language, and, th- and this is only the beginning of what they will do. And nothing that they propose to do will now be impossible for them. Come, let us go down and there and confuse their language, so that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord dispersed them from there over the face of all the earth, and they left off the building, the, and they left off building the city. Therefore, its name was called Babel, because there the Lord confused the language of all the earth, and from there the Lord dispersed them over the face of all the earth. All right, let us pray. Lord, um, we thank you for who you are. God, we thank you that nothing we do will stand unless you are in it. And Lord, we just pray, um, especially with this Vision Sunday, Lord, uh, that all of our plans, um, all that we feel that you are calling us to do is from you, and we walk in faithfulness of that and obedience to that. Um, So Lord, I just pray for Randall as he uh, gives a sermon today. Just pray that um, you give him the words um, and that we would have hearts to listen and learn. In your name we pray, amen. All right, good morning. Check. We there? All right, there it is. All right, good morning. Well, if this is your first time here, my name is Randall. I'm the lead pastor of Grace City. And um, just as Brooke said and many before, it's Vision Sunday. Uh, This is a little bit different than a normal Sunday, but I think it's very helpful for us because uh, these are opportunities for us. They're the rhythms throughout the year. We do it twice a year. Um, But the purpose is for us to be able to look back and see all that God has done. Um, there, there are things that, that God has done that, that many times we don't stop and, and celebrate and reflect on. Um, and so we want to give glory to God in those things. Uh, but also we, we want to say, okay, what is, what's next? What is God doing next um, through the life of, of his church here in our community? And I think today's text is, is very helpful for us in, in, in discerning all of this. Um, and so we are in Genesis 11, 1 through 9, as uh, was read. And, and here's the message. It's this. It's, it's, it's a vision of being together for the city. Together for our city. Now, at the beginning of the year, we started in the, in the first book of the Bible, Genesis, and we will be continuing that today, but, but let's ask, what does Genesis mean? Well, it, it means beginning, and I thought it was helpful for us at the beginning of the year to go to Genesis and really read through it, because what I'm finding is that we live in a generation right now that we don't know our Bible, and so we're going back to Genesis, really looking through a lot of these stories and these narratives of what happened throughout history. But it's good to go back to the start because we need to know what the foundation of everything is. And Genesis is helpful for us in that. So I saved this particular text for Vision Sunday a a while ago because I believe it's very fitting on why we're here. 
why we're here. And so what's this narrative about? Well, it's about two visions colliding. Two visions colliding. What we see first at the very beginning of the text is that there is man's vision and it is man-centered. It's all about them. But then we see God's vision. A, a vision that is all about God. And it doesn't fit into their plan or agenda. And so what can we learn from this narrative about man's vision versus God's vision? Well, coming back to this idea of Grace City, what, why are we here? Why are we here? Do, do we just get here on our own? Well, no, I believe that God's vision was for us to be here in this community. So we planted Grace City in 2015 through prayer, studying God's word, growing in the gospel, and serving our community. Again, our, our vision from the very beginning was to be a church for a city that seeks new life in Jesus. And what that means is first that we are not here for ourselves, we are here for others. See, what happens many times with churches or, or anything is that it starts to become inward focused. It starts to become about us. Very quickly, visions become man-centered, not God-centered. And so we want to state it in our vision that we are for others. But secondly, it's not just us out there trying to do good things, trying to be good people, but we are here because we believe Jesus Christ is the one true hope for our city. That Jesus Christ and the gospel is what our community needs. Right? There are other things that, that, that come and go, but, but the gospel stays true to the end. And so since we started by God's grace, over 50 people have placed their faith in Jesus and been baptized. We've helped be a part of two international church plants because it is our heart and in our DNA to be a part of church planting because we're a church plant. And so we have a heart for church plants. And so we helped plant one in Loja, Ecuador through Compassion International. Many, many of you have sponsored kids that are in that community, and we even sent a mission trip this past year to go visit the church in Loja, Ecuador. We've also been a part uh, recently this past December of helping to plant uh, a, a church in Tokyo, Japan through Redeemer City to City. Again, one of the most unchurched parts of the world and wanting to see people know Jesus. We've invested time, energy, and resources into tangibly loving our community, our school, schools right here, uh, providing school supplies, schools down, uh, supplies for school down the street, uh, volunteering at local events, being involved in our neighborhood. Here's the thing, every year I'm a part of the, the, the committee that, that puts on the big 4th of July celebration and I don't come in there as just, hey, I'm the pastor at this church or that. That's not what this is about, but I, I just come as a neighbor. I'm a neighbor to help volunteer in the community and that's my hope for the people that are part of this congregation. We're just good neighbors who are showing the love of Jesus. Um, in July, we had our fourth annual kids, uh, City Kids Sports Camp. It was our largest one. We had over 90 kids. Uh, it's a free camp for kids in our community. This is out of a vision, right, to be a church for our city. Partnerships with uh, UCSD on-campus ministries because we believe that college students are really important, and there are a lot of them here, and we want them to know that somebody loves them and somebody wants to share Jesus with them. So we support Destino, InterVarsity Crew, 
We partnered with Agape Myanmar Mission, which helps uh, the Burmese refugees in our city. This upcoming October, we will celebrate, by God's grace, our fourth year as a church. And here's a, a, a psalm in Psalm 118.23 that I, I believe sums this up. It's this. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. This isn't about us. This is about God. And, that, and, and being on this side, where I've seen it from the beginning, I know that it's only God who's been able to do it. I know it. It's Him. Grace City exists because we believe that God has designed the local church to be a family of believers that have a great hope for our city and so much so that we are willing to disadvantage ourselves so that others will know God's love and His grace. And it's because of the gospel. It's because of the gospel. We believe that no matter how weary, beaten down, depressed, lost, rejected, ostracized you may feel, we believe that there's hope for you and Jesus for new life. And so that's why God has placed us here. That's why we exist. And so as has been said, if you're new here this morning, um, you know, Vision Sunday is a perfect day for you because this will help you to get a picture of who we are as a church and where we're headed. If you've been with us for a while, I hope you're really encouraged about what God's doing and will continue to do in, um, in our community. And today, while talking about vision, I, I want to be clear. Vision isn't about seeking any man's will. It is about seeking God's will. And there are people that have been praying diligently over God's direction and his will for this church. It's not our own. And so today's text lays that out clearly, that vision is not our own. Um, so again, our text is Genesis 11, 1 through 9, and this is the, the, the narrative of the, the Tower of Babel. And, and there are three lessons that we can learn about how we approach a vision for the city um, in this text. And so w- w- there are three things. I'm going to give you all three up front, but we must understand, number one, our need for the city. And number two, our motivation for the city. And number three, God's vision for the city. Our need for the city, our motivation for the city, God's vision for the city. And so we, we're gonna break down this text today and, um, and we're gonna start with the first point, our, our need for the city. Look at verse three and four and then we're gonna skip down to five for a minute. It says, and they said to one another, come, let us make bricks and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone and bitumen for mortar. Then they said, come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower with its tops in the heavens, lest we be dispersed over the face of the whole earth. And so what, what do we see in this text? First, what we see is this, that God has made us for community, to be with each other. Why is that? Because we take that, we, we've been made in his image. It says that we have been made in the image of God. What is God? A community, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And so what we see here is people coming together with a vision for the city because they have this need for the city. And in this verse, there are three aspects of it. Pastor Timothy Keller has been super helpful for me in understanding the, the, the way and the dynamics of cities and, and how the gospel impacts cities. But um, in this verse, it, it, he kind of breaks it down like this. And so there is an innovative aspect to the city. Look at verse three. Come, let us make brick and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone and bitumen for mortar. And so what's happening here is they are starting to innovate. They're coming together They're putting their heads together and they're saying, okay, how can we start to build a city? 
And so God has given us intelligence and things like that to use, and so they're using that and innovating in a way that was gonna be new for that time. A 2017 study by two economists, one from Northwestern University, another one from the University of uh, Toronto, found that uh, higher density, more urban places are the source of more unique or unconventional innovations. And, And so as you bring people together from different backgrounds, cultures, places, what happens is innovation. And so what we see is that there's, this is starting to happen in a city here. People are starting to innovate. But there's also a religious aspect to this as well. As they, as they start to talk in verse four, it says, come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower with its top in the heavens. With its top in the heavens. In the Hebrew, it is literally, let's make a heaven-topped or heaven-gated tower. Again, Timothy Keller says that the whole idea was to connect with the divine. Right, so there's this need in us as we come together in cities that, you know what, spiritually we have a need as well. And so what they did is they started to make man-made ways of how to reach God, a man-made religion. But then lastly, there's a social aspect to the city. Verse five, lest we be dispersed over the face of the whole earth, they liked being together, right? Here's the thing about cities. Cities bring people together. And right now, this is happening in our city, in San Diego. Cities are growing and expanding. Sociologists have called this the, the decade of the city. According to the U.S. Census Bureau, um, the city of San Diego had the eighth largest population increase between July 1st, 2017 and July 1st, 2018 among cities with populations of 50,000 or more. San Diego is the only city in California to make the top 10 for largest population gains in the latest report. Here's the thing. There is a need, and we're starting to see it more and more even within our culture, of people just needing to be together. And so there is a deep need that God has placed in us. And and where does that come from? Does it just come from man's idea of creating cities? No. What we see is that cities were created by God. They were in in his heart far before it was in man's heart. But it's how man used it. And so the second part is this, our motivation for the city. Look at verse four. It says, and let us make a name for ourselves. Let us make a name for ourselves. See, what this is, is the heart motivation of the people and why they were trying to build this city. This was the heart motivation of their vision. See, what's the problem with that motivation? It was to make their name great. It was about themselves, not God's name. And what this is, it's a heart issue. Derek Kidner, who's a commentator on this, says that the primeval history reaches its fruitless climax as man, conscious of new abilities, prepares to glorify and fortify himself by collective effort. The elements of the story, timelessly characteristic of the spirit of the world. The project is typically grandiose. Men describe it excitedly to one another as if it were the ultimate achievement. So what they were doing was they were building something that wasn't gonna last. Things come and go, cities come and go, people come and go. But what they wanted to build it on was themselves. And so the third point, lastly, is God's vision for the city. 
Look at verses five through eight. It says, and the Lord came down to the, the city and the tower which the children of man had built. And the Lord said, behold, they are one people and they, they all have one language and this is only the beginning of what they will do. And nothing that they propose to do will now be impossible for them. Come, let us, interesting, us, go down and there confuse their language so that they may not understand one another's speech. For the Lord dispersed them over the face of the earth and they left off building the city. So what's happening now? Right, man has this vision for the city. But then now God is saying, I have a vision that's a lot bigger than what you can see. See, why is this important? Well, it says that God came down. And, and what we see as God comes down is, is what we see as a critique, right? God comes down and he critiques. <laughs> he says, um, you know, man, man, is, man is able to do these things, but behold, they're, they're one people, one language. And what they propose to do is they, they propose to make something for themselves. Now, now why is this important? God could have just said, just go do whatever. Do your plan. Do your vision. Why is it important, why is it important that God intervenes in this? Because God in his grace is saving these people from an empty pursuit. From an empty pursuit. It's much like my friend told me one time, he said, you know, you, he's like, I've climbed the corporate ladder. I've gotten there. And what I found is it, I, I opened the door, it was an empty room. It's an empty room. There's nothing inside. And so what the, the people were doing was they were building all of these things, had all of these grandiose ideas to make it about themselves, but what it led to was nothing. Spiritually speaking, it is better that they are scattered than they pursue this self-centered endeavor. And God graciously says, come, let us go down there. See, man was trying to build his way to God. But man didn't know that there was a God that would work his way down to them. And not only did God critique, but what we know within history is that 2,000 years ago, God came down to die. He came down to die. Why? For our sinful pursuits, for our selfish gain, for the things that we try to make it about us in our name and our glory. It's that the Son of God had to die for that. See, he doesn't only critique it and say, man, look at what they're doing. I'm gonna scatter them. But he says, no, I, I have something better for them. I have something better for them. You see, what's God's vision for the city? Zephaniah 3.9 prophesied, and we saw it in the book of Acts, but it's this. It says, for at that time, I will change the speech of the people to a pure speech, that all of them may call upon the name of the Lord and serve him with one accord. Right, we see the people in one accord serving themselves, but what is God's heart and vision for you and me is that we serve him with one accord, that we glorify his name with one accord. And what's going to, what, what is the vision that really sets us on that path? It's when we see that there's a God who came down and died for us. The gospel, 
The message that God is for us, not, not for us in our selfish endeavors, but for us in a way to, to, to help us to die to ourselves. So we're not about ourselves and we can start to see what we were really made for, for his glory. See, we can fight it all we want, but we weren't made for that selfish endeavor and those things won't last. And so with that, as we think about the almost four years that Grace City has been in existence, where is God leading us this fall? I've done multiple Vision Sundays. And there are different times and seasons where we said, this is what we're, we're going after, this is what we're going after, this, and, and, and this one's just kind of blowing my mind. Because for me, you know, people, even when we plant to Grace City, say, what, what's, the, what's the direction? What's all the things that you're going to be doing? And I said, we just want to be here faithfully serving our city in Jesus' name. And, in, in, you know, it, it sounds kind of crazy, but it's like we just want to be consistent. We want to be consistent. We want to love our, our community consistently. We want to be here for the long haul. We want to be in this community for the long haul. We don't want to just disappear one day. And we want to be, if, if they were to say, okay, Grace City wasn't here anymore, I want people to say, man, I, I, I really miss that church. I might not have believed anything that they said, but they, were, they, were, they really helped our community. <laughs> they really helped our community, and they made this place a better place. And so for me, that was it. I, I just wanted to be consistent. And when we came and planted, I started to meet with some of the pastors in our community, in our area, and became friends with a lot of them. You know, there's only a handful of us, but we started meeting, praying together for, for the city. And one of those pastors, is um, his name's Scott, and we would kind of hang out, grab coffee together, things like that, um, grab lunch, and, uh, you know, probably about six, six months ago, seven months ago, right in there, um, called me up said hey Randall you want to go grab lunch I was like cool yeah let's go grab lunch so um, we went to Outcast the, one of my favorite places in the area here and um, and we were just talking and, and he started asking me questions he said Randall um, how long do you see yourself here like, as long as God allows me to be here uh, he's like you know do, do you feel called this area I said yeah definitely and started asking me questions like that and I didn't really think about it but at the end of our conversation he says Randall he said, I've been here for 15 years and I've watched what God has done through your church. And he said, I, I, as long as I've been here in a short amount of a time, I haven't seen something like that. He's like, God is at work in your church. And he said, I'm, I'm kind of at this place where I don't know what my future looks like. And so what would you think if our churches came together? And he drops it on me right at the end of, you know, it's like right at the very end, like not during the conversation part, but like at the very end. And then he like leaves. <laughs> and I, and my first response was, I'm good, we're good. <laughs> Um, but then I started to pray about it. And I said, what kind of story would that tell to our community? 
You know, we see churches all the time that aren't coming together for a purpose, but they're imploding, exploding, and for him to have a heart like that to say, what, what would that even look like? Um, it humbled me. And I started to pray. I started to think, okay, well, what would that look like? Because Scott's church has been around for 150 years, and we are four years old. <laughs> I said it has to be God who does it. It has to be a kingdom vision. See, one of our core values is that we are about the kingdom of God, not about the little castle of Grace City. And we've talked about that from the start. <laughs> this isn't it. And so that humility got me thinking and praying about what this would look like. And so I want you to watch this video about our story and, and just how this kind of came about. Hey, I'm the pastor of Grace City Church. My name is Randall. And I'm the pastor of the First Baptist Church of San Diego. I'm Scott. And Scott and I have been friends for a while now since Grace City started. Yeah. And it's been amazing to see over the years just our friendship grow and being able to pray together and things like that for this community here in University City. Uh, but right now, what we believe we're a part of is something a lot bigger than ourselves. This is something that we believe that God is writing this story. Um, and, and so I wanted to start by just a little bit of, of hearing the, the story behind First Baptist Church of San Diego and just what God's done over the past 150 years. 150 years. First Baptist Church of San Diego is actually the First Baptist Church of San Diego. In fact, we're the first Protestant church in San Diego with a building. And so we literally started 150 years ago in downtown San Diego, what is now downtown San Diego. And we were a church plant. There was nothing in downtown San Diego. And Alonzo Horton, the founder of San Diego, thought, you know what? I think that the city is going to grow more if we move it downtown where the downtown area is now, which was just marshes. And he also understood that it's, the city's not going to grow if there's not a church. If there isn't some foundation for, in his mind, morality and for family, the city can't grow. So he donated property to the church and they challenged churches to put up buildings and First Baptist was the first one to put up a building. And uh, that's kind of cool, 150 years ago. And, you know, over time, First Baptist has gone through a lot of different changes and there's been ups and downs. There's actually been at least two different depressions that this church has gone through. But one of the things that I am excited about, this I think is great about our history, is whenever there has been an opportunity for change, whenever the culture has changed, whenever it just seemed like, you know what, we can't keep doing it the same way. First Baptist has been on the forefront of doing something different and risking it all even to do that. Uh, in the Great Depression, most churches were cutting staff and cutting salaries. First Baptist said, no, people are gonna need some help. And uh, so they started hiring staff and they started expanding the ministries. And in a few years, First Baptist was one of the biggest churches in the country. By World War II, it was 5,000 people and a massive church downtown and a neat story for First Baptist in San Diego is most of the Baptist or Baptistic type churches were planted by First Baptist over those first uh, about 70, 75 years. And church planning has always been somewhere in our DNA. Uh, in fact, in, in 1980, First Baptist ran two campuses. They ran the downtown campus and then they moved up here in University City and they met at Stanley Middle Schools where they did church and the vision was to actually meet the needs of University City. And so strong was that vision 
They built the preschool here first before they built the sanctuary or anything that the church would use for church functions. And they said, no, our vision is to meet the needs of this neighborhood and bring the gospel to University City. And we want them to know that, so we're gonna serve them first. And I think that's a great testament to what those people decided to do. And uh, so for the last 40 years, First Baptist Church of San Diego has been meeting here in University City. And I've been here for 15 years now, a tenth, 10% of uh, the life of First Baptist I've been here now. And even in my period of time, we've seen some ups and downs. Well, and different changes that are coming. Well, a couple of years ago, um, I began to realize, you know what, I think the culture is shifting again nationally, uh, the way the world is with uh, its view of Christianity, that's changed. It's completely different. Uh, laws are changing and the way you do church are, is changing. And I pay a lot of attention to what other churches are doing, in particular in our neighborhood, because I would like to see, well, how are other churches reaching our neighborhood with the gospel? And so Randall and I, as we became friends, he didn't know it, but I'm regularly checking out Grace City's Facebook and checking out what they're doing and watching their baptisms and watching things happening. And they're just right down the street. And you know what, that's great. And it is great to see how Grace City has met this neighborhood with the gospel. And I've been watching that for a while. So about a year ago, I started thinking it's time for our church to really consider significant changes. And I wasn't exactly sure what to do. Uh, but I work with other pastors in town at our sister churches and around San Diego. And many of them have made a transition. They have made a transition where they changed their structure and they changed their ministry approach. Sometimes they just changed everything in order to reach their neighborhoods better. Uh, and I've seen that really successful in a couple of instances that I've worked personally on. And I wondered, I wonder if that's something God has for us. So I took Randall to lunch one day. We just talked about whatever. After we prayed, we were on our way out to the cars and I planned it this way. I said, Randall, have you ever thought about what it would be like uh, if our churches joined together? Uh, and I said, you know, if you're ever thinking about that, if you just feel like maybe this is something that God's put on your heart, let me know. I just left it at that, and we left. And then uh, I went and I called Pastor Glenn, who uh, we talk a lot, and I said, hey, yep, I dropped it on him. We'll see what he said. Uh, but the idea was, you know, if this is something that God is orchestrating, then God's going to be moving in his heart uh, the same way he's moving in mine. And the timing is going to work out uh, because God's going to make that happen. And uh, he came back and said he was interested. And for the last several months, we've been meeting and talking about what it would be like if our two churches joined forces, if we came together in an alliance for the gospel in University City in particular. And uh, there's a lot to say about that, a lot of stories that we can tell you, but here we are today. And that was uh, my side of it. Yeah, and, and I think it's just been such a, an amazing thing of just seeing how God continually just brings things together where we couldn't have done it on our own. And um, I think that's the story for us of Grace City is, you know, I never saw myself as uh, somebody that would go into church planting or, or anything like that, but I really felt called. And then moving from across the country, we were at the time in, in Savannah, Georgia, we were there for eight and a half years, um, did youth ministry, but moving my wife, three kids across the country, to come here and then really feeling a calling to University City. Like this is, out of all the places we've been praying about, uh, this is where God was bringing us. And, and so uh, just really starting simply with, here's the gospel, here's what we're about, praying for University City, 
meeting in my backyard at the time and just saying, okay, we want to see God do something, move in this community, and then planting the church um, in 2015. So October 2015 was when we started having our, our first official services. And that was exactly the time we started a nine o'clock service over here. Hey, thinking and, there, there's and, something there. And that grew, and your church grew at the same time. That <laughs> was great. <laughs> yeah. So I think there, there's there's something that's, that God is doing that's bigger than, than ourselves here in University City. And, and, you know, for us, our heart has been from the beginning to, to reach this community. And so not starting a bunch of things to say, come to us, but it was, hey, we want to go to our community. We want to serve our community. And so being a part of the big events that are happening here, loving the schools that are here. And so for us, it's, you know, we've been, we've been set up, tear down from the very start um, in a high school. And so every week we're setting up, tearing down. And I never had this, this idea that there would be anything different. Um, because, and, and I think that's even the, the story of Grace City. We never really thought, okay, this is the next thing we're trying to do other than just being faithful to Jesus. Right. Being faithful to Jesus in our community, being faithful to what he's doing. And so for me, our, our story has just been, hey, let's, let's follow what God wants for us. Let's, let's go and move in that, that stream and, um, and see what happens. Yeah. And over the years, as I said, like Scott and I have been a part of prayer groups that are, are praying for University City, um, grab lunch here and there, grab coffee. Um, and you know, the, the big story for Grace City is we want to be a church for our city that seeks new life in Jesus. And so part of that is just saying, okay, we're not here for ourselves, we're here for others. We're here to serve others. And we're here to make sure that the gospel is being proclaimed and that people are going to find new life in Jesus. And we realize that we have the same mission. Yeah. That what we're trying to do is the same thing at First Baptist, where yeah. we realize it's not about us. We talk about our oikos. Yeah. We like to say is eight to 15 people in your relational world that God has placed there. We want to be about them. And you know, for us, when we started talking about this, we realized you know, we're on the exact same mission Yep. right here a mile away from each other. Yeah. And as great as we can make things at First Baptist, and as great maybe as, as Grace City could do, we started to realize whatever that is, we might be better together. Yeah. And what would it look like to be together in the gospel in this neighborhood, especially in, in uh, the times we live in? Yeah. You know, our neighborhood has UCSD, uh, an educated neighborhood. It has an older part of the neighborhood, a younger part of the neighborhood, all the street names are named after Nobel Prize winning scientists, right? This is a neighborhood that isn't necessarily friendly to the gospel or even God in general. Uh, but we've been placed here yeah. by God to do something to reach these people. Yeah. And how exciting is it that we would do this together yeah. and that we, that God would use us and bring us together this way. So I'm excited about it. I think what God's doing is uh, it's knocking me out. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, and I, and I think even walking into the, the building of First Baptist, right over here, it says, uh, not to be ministered unto, but to minister. You know, and I think, again, that, that just fits with what we're talking about here. Uh, this isn't about us. This is about God. This is about others. This is about serving our community here. And, um, and so probably there's going to be a lot of questions that are popping up in your head right now. Okay, well, what does this mean? Um, and we want to answer those questions. Yeah, and like we like to say here is that there's really only one church. I like to ask how many churches are in San Diego? Well, really there's just one and it's Jesus's church. And what does he want us to do? And we want to please him and for sure, he wants us to make disciples. 
and he wants us to share the gospel and love people and meet needs right here in our own community and in San Diego. All right. All right, so uh, surprise. <laughs> um, so you're probably thinking, okay, well, what, have, what work have you guys been doing on this? We, there's this great book. It's called Better Together, so we use that term, uh, Better Together. And um, it really helped us to, to guide through this, and we've been meeting with lawyers, professionals, different people to help see something like this happen, and, and we want to see a rebirth. And what this rebirth would turn into is, is it would be Grace City Church. Um, I've seen a great humility uh, by the team, the board, as even as we got our board together and met with their board, it was, it was like we're praying together and just their heart for Jesus. I walked out of there and said, man, they love Christ. Um, and they're a mile away. They're right here in the neighborhood. I, I think, you know, as, as we started to process things, something like this, you know, one of our sister churches did this, Rise City Church, and, and you know, our heart going back to that is, is, is saying, okay, I just want to make sure that we're not leaving this area. We are here in this community, in this neighborhood to continue to make a difference. And they are. And so what is the mission and vision of that church? Well, it's, the mission is to equip people with the gospel for everyday life. And that's what we're going into this as. And we're adopting again to be a, a church for our city that seeks new life in Jesus. Basically, they're saying we're going to take on everything that you're doing. At Grace City, we, we want to see God continue to reach people in this community. And um, as far as like the doctrines and distinctives uh, beliefs of the church, um, FBC, First Baptist, has agreed to our statements of beliefs and we are in alignment in those things. And so that's, again, just an exciting thing to think about. So you think about, okay, well, what's the timeline of all of this? Well, it's coming up. Um, you can check out the graphic here. Um, we've got uh, something that we've called Better Together Nights. Um, it's gonna be next Sunday and the Sunday after, 22nd, 29th. It's going to be in the evening at 5 o'clock at First Baptist Church. And those nights are going to be really crucial for us because here's the thing. We need, we need your input. We need your feedback. This is a church family. And so coming together, getting to know the people at First Baptist is really important to us. Um, so on those nights, we're going to do Q&A. We're going to share the vision again of what we're doing, flesh out a lot more of this and what's happening, um, and also tour the campus and facilities. Um, here's the thing I'm excited about. I I'm excited about our kids' ministry. I'm excited about our kids being able to come into a place that is for kids, right? Like we have a place that's for high schoolers that we're trying to make safe for kids, but to have space for them to be. Um, the generations of, of kids and families and people that are going to grow up to know the gospel. That's what gets me excited. Right, and so as we start to talk about those Better Together nights on the 22nd, 29th, that's gonna be there. October 5th, we're gonna have a big volunteer training because there's gonna be a lot of uh, moving pieces that we're gonna have to come together and say, okay, what does this all look like? Because we want when people come to have an experience like they do when they come to Grace City, right? To, to know that people are cared for and loved and making disciples. So October 5th, we're gonna have a big volunteer training day. It's a Saturday from 10 to two. Lunch will be provided. On October 6th, it will be our last Sunday for Grace City at UCHS. And I think for me, that's a little bittersweet because f over time, and um, I've built a great relationship with the staff and, and the, the people that, that are a part of UCHS. Um, and, and I just want you to know, we're not leaving UCHS in that sense. 
um, but I want to continue to drive forward the mission of why we're here and, um, and to be a part of this. And so, um, you know, the, the principal of this high school was here in this service about a month ago. And um, when he walked out, he said, the spirit is moving here. That's powerful. That is powerful stuff. And so just being able to be a part of this school is extremely important to me. The custodial staff, I love, I love all of them. They're, they're my friends. And so this is bittersweet in a lot of ways. But that, um, on October 6th, is going to be the last Sunday for Grace City here. We're going to celebrate four years. That's incredible, four years. Um, October 12th, we're going to have a prayer and vision, or worship night, prayer and worship night at FBC. It's going to be at 6 p.m. And then October 13th will be our first Sunday together um, in that facility. Uh, we're going to have city groups starting that week. So the 14th through 18th, we're going to have open houses, various homes in San Diego. And here's the big thing, and we need prayer over this. You know, as we started to talk about this, uh, this is a big decision for them and for their members. And so they're going to make a vote to make it official right and so it's like we're coming in we're getting engaged all of those things we're getting married though and so they got to make a decision on that and there has to be this official thing that happens um so as we're talking about all this stuff we're not like okay we didn't do any research we know everybody's gonna vote no that that's not how this worked but in our due diligence we want to make sure that everybody knows what you're voting yes for this is our church friend this is who we are this is grace city and so we are praying over this and saying, okay, we're going to come in there. We're going to serve humbly. We're going to be ourselves and sh share the gospel just like we've been doing from the start. Um, we're going to answer a lot of the questions on the Better Together nights, and so my hope is that you come out to those. And again, after this service, I, I want to be available to talk with you about anything um, that comes up in your mind about any of this stuff. Um, here's the thing. We're, we're not going to have every answer at this moment but we have been doing our due diligence on every front and we want to leave room for God to work. So as we think about this, um, we've got a website, uh, gracecitysd.com slash together for our city. Together for our city is the, the slash together for our city. You can go on there right now and um, you can get, look at all the videos. We've got fact sheets, all that stuff that help answer the questions that you may have. So, um, as we think about all of that, um, here's my takeaway. It's this. Will you pray? Will you be present? Will you be ready? And what I mean by that is being flexible, servant heart, humble. Why? Because Jesus was. And he's our strength and he's, our, he's the one that, that we look to. And that you stay connected. So we're going to have email and social media and all that stuff. You can send questions to questions at gracecitysd.com. Um, we need your input, like I said. But here's the thing. Tom Rayner, who does research on church, he says between 6,000 to 10,000 churches in the U.S. are dying each year. That means around 100 to 200 churches will close this week. The pace will accelerate unless our congregations make some dramatic changes. And I have been blown away that this church says we need to make some dramatic changes and we want to be a part of what God's doing in the community. And so what would that look like for two churches to come together? Well, I want you to watch this video. One city, two churches. 
First Baptist Church of San Diego started 150 years ago with a vision to reach San Diego with the gospel of Jesus Christ. To be a local church body that exists to minister to the community, a church for others, not for themselves. A steadfast reliance on God's word and a desire to selflessly plant more churches throughout San Diego. A church body where people could call home and find healing in Jesus. Grace City Church started four years ago, very simply, through prayer and worship in a backyard. A small group of people with a heart to pray for the city and make disciples of Jesus. The vision was to plant a church that existed to love University City with no strings attached and share the good news of Christ. A gritty church body that did not come to be served, but to serve the area in which God had placed them. A body of believers that held on to the truth that God's church is not just a gathering on Sunday morning, but a community of people that live out the gospel in the everyday rhythms of life. University City, a growing and flourishing community in the heart of San Diego, filled with students, young professionals, families, and the elderly. A multi-generational, multicultural people that reflects the beautiful diversity of San Diego. UC, over the next decade, is primed for even more growth and influence. Yet, less than 3% of our community are in a Bible-believing, gospel-centered church. One city, two churches. So what if God is calling these two churches with very different histories and backgrounds to come together for the common good of our city? It would be a story that only God could write. Together for our city, all for God's glory. Amen. You know, the God that came down, Jesus, he said this in John 17, 20 through 21. He says, I do not ask for only these, he's talking about these only, the, the, the disciples at the time, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they may all be one, just as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. What does this type of unity look like? It brings people together to say, wow, there's something different about that place. It's something different. It's only something that God could do. And so let's pray. I just pray that God's vision come together in all this. Uh, Father, We thank you for this time. We thank you for the way in which you've led this church. God, there are things that have come on our path that I could have never put on a plan. But you knew the whole time. And you've been so gracious to us. And so we pray, Lord, that we will be a people that serve you, that love you, that are here going after your heart for our community and loving people and sharing the good news of who Christ is. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this resource from Grace City Church. If you found this helpful, feel free to share it and enjoy more resources at gracecitysd.com.
Grace City Church exists to equip people with the gospel for everyday life.